Welcome to your personal branding podcast with Bernard Kelvin Clive, your number one career and business podcast in Ghana, bringing you expert interviews and insights into personal branding, personal development, and publishing. Now, here's your host, Bernard Kelvin Clive. Hello, welcome to the Personal Branding Podcast Show. In this particular edition, we look at publishing. And I have with me Derek Dobka, an Amazon best-selling author and a fitness coach. And this time we'll look at publishing why authors fail. Derek, you've been a self-published author, best-selling author, multiple books. And now your latest book, Why Authors Fail. It's amazing because with this new digital revolution of Amazon Kindle Publishing, a lot of authors in the system. But why do most of them fail? Well, thank you for having me on the show, Bernard. And in the book, I talk about uh, 17 big mistakes that uh, self-published authors make that cause them to fail. Now, uh, of course, there's going to be a number of reasons uh, why an author can fail. You know, uh, some people will do a lot of things right, but they have maybe one missing link in everything that they're doing, and, and that throws it off. And that's what I notice is, is people can do maybe 80% of things correct or 80 to 90%, but they have one key area uh, that they're lacking in. So, uh, of course, I talk about all those different things or most of them in the book. Uh, one thing, though, is kind of a mindset that I think uh, leads to a lot of these mistakes that people make, and that is many self-published authors treat it like it's a hobby. It's something that they're just going to try for fun, whereas the most successful authors tend to treat it like a business. So one simple example of what that might look like in terms of a decision a person makes is I see self-published authors that will have a very uh, cheap book cover uh, mm-hmm. for their book. They'll they'll design it themselves. They'll pay someone on Fiverr, and there are some good designers on Fiverr, um, which I've used myself, but maybe they'll they won't want to spend a lot of, of money on it because they're just kind of testing the waters. And the problem with that is then they don't end up getting any sales uh, because people, unfortunately, do judge a book by its cover, whereas the successful authors, they're looking at this like a business. They say, I'm willing to not spend money but invest money into my book into making sure it looks good, it has a, a good editor, um, all these, all these things, and then they end up making a much higher return on their investment. Now, that's just one example, mm-hmm. but it's that whole mindset of do I approach this like it's a hobby, like I'm just kind of messing around, or am I taking this seriously? So I think that underlies a lot of issues that mm-hmm. self-published authors have. Mm-hmm. So, so I think so the first effective thing for any upcoming author to look at to counter this particular mindset is why you write in the book. Are you seeing it as a hobby or an investment, as a business? So if that is settled in the mind of the author or the publisher, then you can approach it in the right perspective. Because like you mentioned, if it's a hobby, I don't mind put slapping any cover design for it. If it's a business, then I know what I'm going to put in. What What are some of the other mistakes most authors make that cause them to fail? Well, one of the other big mistakes that I think authors uh, make is they don't have a coach or a mentor or someone who really knows what they're doing to help that guide them through the sticking points. Now, 
a lot of people might do what I did when I first started publishing, and that is read a lot of books and go through some some different courses and things. And that's good. I think that's a very important step. Mm -hmm. uh, but there's one thing that I did, and um, I actually didn't necessarily have to hire a coach, uh, although that probably would have saved me a lot of time and money. But I did reach out to some other successful authors and pick their brain and kind of say, okay, you know, I'm having a sticking point here. Do you, do you have a suggestion? Now, these were people I was friends with, so I could kind of approach them. Um, but it would have been worth it to me uh, if I didn't have that resource to hire someone because there's so many things that a person can't see until they've gone through the process. It's like mm. we all have our, our blind spots. Now, I, to this day, I have multiple mentors and coaches, coaching programs I'm a part of, um, and I invest a lot of money into that because it's worth it when they can look at something I'm doing, I think I'm doing everything right, and they can point out the little areas that they're like, you need to work on that, that's going to hold you back. And so a person that's just an up-and-coming author, and this is true whether a person's an author, an entrepreneur, any sort of business they're in, uh, no matter what level you get to, you're going to have weak links that it takes someone on the outside mm -hmm. to point it out. So that is that is absolutely critical. And I can say from coaching a lot of students and people who've gone through my courses and many other courses, it's, it's kind of like what I talked about before. I see them doing a lot of things right, and they're sitting there going, I don't know why I'm not getting the results. And very quickly, I can usually pinpoint what it is. So in one conversation or maybe a couple back and forth conversations, I can identify that weak link, which they might otherwise spend months or years spinning their wheels going nowhere because they didn't have someone else there to point that out for them. Mm, I think that's also a critical point. You know, because it's a self-help uh, age or what is self-published, most of people think that they can do all by themselves. So they want to go through some online courses, which is good either way, and use some one or two shortcuts, but eventually find out they are missing a big pillar. So you'd like to counter that, as you mentioned, that it means upcoming authors or publishers need to get an established mentor in that area to coach and guide them, which will, which will serve me in a way as a shortcut to their success. Exactly. Well, another reason uh, for self-published authors, and this is true whether it's uh, fiction or non-fiction, uh, is that people might have great content in their book. And, of course, I, I consider that to be sort of an essential component. Hopefully anyone who's putting out a book is putting out something that's of value to the reader. Uh, but what they don't understand is it's not enough to have a great book. See, a, a good book isn't necessarily going to be a great selling book. Mm. See, selling a book is all about the marketing side of things. People don't decide to buy a book based on how good it is because no one knows how good a book it is or how good a book is until they actually read it. So that's where the marketing side of things come in. Now, for more entrepreneurial-minded people, they probably already take this into consideration. For people who write more for passion and just because they love it and they have a book uh, to put out, they might not consider this. However, uh, regardless of which side a person is on, they tend to go about the approach backwards. They think about it, um, I'm going to write this book, okay, and then I'm going to go market it so it becomes a bestseller. I work in reverse. Mm. Uh, this is almost kind of like military strategy. I think about the end goal first, 
So I think, what book is going to be a bestseller? Mm. You know, how how am I going to grab a person's attention? And the title is what probably the number one way to grab a person's attention. So before I even write a single word in my book, I'm like, how? What is the title of my book going to be? And how is that title going to grab a person's attention? Speak to my target audience. What is my target audience? How am I going to reach that target audience after I publish my book? I'm thinking about all these things before I ever write a single word. Or if I outsource uh, a book, which I actually don't really do that much, I'm still thinking about all this stuff. So I have an attention-grabbing title, and I think maybe a little bit about the cover. That's more of my cover designer's job, though. Um, I think about how I'm going to reach these people and sell this book and once I have that figured out, once I feel confident that I have a book that has best-selling potential because I know my audience, I know there's enough people that want it, then I start writing it, okay? Uh, mm-hmm. So it's that, it's that end-in-mind type of mindset that many successful authors have as opposed to, like I said before, just writing a book and then going, okay, now how do I market this? Wow, so you look at the end in mind, not looking at even just, so it means you, you become more value driven than just, I mean, uh, fame or celebrity. It's, it's good to be a bestseller and all that, but you look at the value you bring to the, to the audience and your readers, then that drives you to get going and get started. Yeah, and, and that actually brings up a good point. One of the questions that I ask is not what can I get? Not how can I get more sales? How can mm-hmm. I make more money or whatever? I start out with the question, what can I give? What value do I have to offer people? And that's actually a great question to ask if a person says, I don't know what kind of a, a book to write or if I could write a book. Or any any entrepreneur really can be asking that question. What value do I have to offer? Mm-hmm. What unique value do I have to offer? What can I offer that's not currently being offered that people would need or benefit from. So I, I tend to think more about what I'm going to put out there and how I'm going to help people. And then as a result of that, the income and the sales uh, and, and things come come from that, assuming I apply the necessary skills and, uh, you know, the skill component is another thing. A lot of people will create value, but they don't have the skills to uh, show people the value that they have. So it's important to have that mix of both. Mm, so they, they they have great content, but they are, they don't have their means to market it. So we're looking at marketability. So is that one of, one of the things that also mentioned in your book that successful authors do differently from struggling authors? They, they have a marketing plan and marketing means for their book. If you yeah, sure thing, and, and that's kind of what I talk about uh, the difference between people who have the best written book. Maybe they have the mm-hmm. best book on the topic. But it's not the best selling book. Mm. And that's, mm. that once again, that goes back to marketing. And the first sort of rule of marketing, and I touched on this earlier, is grab a person's attention. So many times people have, a, you know, a book title, um, that just, it blends in. It doesn't stand out. There's nothing unique about it. And so what I talk about, and this is, this ties into marketing, um, but it's kind of more of a, an overall principle, and that is, I believe in innovation as kind of being the key. And what that is, is imitation plus creation equals innovation. So people tend to take 
they might just kind of copy what else is out there. They see books that are doing well, and they're like, I'm just going to do my copycat version of, of all these other books that I see on the subject. The problem with that approach is even though they're mo- you know, kind of going off of what's already successful, it's just going to blend in. People are going to look at it and go, well, what's so special about your book? It just looks like all the other XYZ type of books. And then some people get really creative with what they do. They say, I'm going to do something that's totally different that's never been done before. Mm. And although that's unique, what happens is some people look at it and they go, I don't even know how to make sense of that. It's so different. Uh, whereas when a person can combine the two, and this is something I talk a little bit more about in the book, um, and it, it's something that takes a bit of practice, mm. uh, that's where you have it's going to fit in. It's going to model what's successful, but it's going to be just different enough that people go, oh, I, I haven't seen anything quite like that. So let me give a quick example so people can kind of understand this. This was the big challenge with my book, uh, Why You're Stuck. And this is kind of a self-help motivational book. Mm. Now, I knew I wanted to write a motivational, inspirational type of book. I had a certain message. But there's so many books out there that are like how to be successful, how to live the life of your dreams, how to overcome any challenge, um, you know, maybe how to get unstuck or whatever. And I was like, you know, if I if I title it like that, if I take that approach, it's just going to be kind of like another self-help book. Mm-hmm. It's going <laughs> to and it sort of blend in. So I thought, well, you know, what can be just a little bit different? And so without going into too much detail, when I came up with the idea of why you're stuck, now all of a sudden it's kind of a curiosity-based thing. It's, it's you know, I do talk about the benefit. Obviously, you're going to learn how to get unstuck and overcome challenges, but that why word in there kind of intrigues people. And I, I I say why you're stuck. So as soon as a person reads that book title, even if they don't feel like they're stuck, it kind of grabs a person's attention and goes, oh, am I stuck? Maybe I, maybe my job isn't what I want it to be. Maybe my relationships aren't where they, where they should be. So there's, you know, there's some psychology behind that. But the point is, it's clear that it's kind of a self-help motivational book, but it's just a little bit different than all the other books out there like that. So that's why I went with a title like that versus, once again, how to get unstuck or how to overcome life's challenges or or something that's a little bit more generic. Uh, So this is something I I do cover this. I have a a training called Hooks for Books where I go into more detail about book titles. But the whole approach with that and the description is it's going to be a self-help book, but I'm going to do things just a little bit different than a lot of the other self-help books out there. Um, even another example in my book, 50 Fitness Tips You Wish You Knew. Um, if I just called it 50 Fitness Tips, it would not be that attention-grabbing. It sounds like yeah. all the other fitness books out there. But I throw in You Wish You Knew. These are tips that are a little bit different. It's a little bit more intriguing. People's curiosity is piqued when they read that title. So I'm fitting in on some level with a lot of the other fitness books, but I'm also standing out just a little bit. So if my book kind of grabs a person's attention uh, a little bit more than all the other, uh, you know, sort of generic health and fitness books. So that's one example, this idea of innovation. Model what works, but then make it your own, make it unique. And one more point I'm going to make about that, mm-hmm. besides all the training and stuff, 
um, whether it's my training or anyone else's training, this is something that takes a little bit of practice. You know, I didn't kind of nail these titles and these formulas when I first started out. I was writing and, and publishing and, and stuff, books that didn't do well, that, you know, really didn't have any sort of success. And it took me time and practice to really find the sweet spot. So that's something that's important for a person to understand. You know, they might publish their first book and think they're doing everything right, and it's not some breakthrough number one bestseller. That's normal. I don't know too many authors who have a huge success, you know, the very first time that they try it. I think that's that's one mindset people think of. Some some aspiring authors think that their Facebook will give them make them a gold mine or they're going to dig some 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 gold. But with practice, like even just with your title, you need to evolve over time and then test the system to find out well this title sell. I think one of my books where I had that that typical example. I tried one title, it wasn't doing well. Then I rechanged the title, same content, different cover, and the book started selling. Yep, and that's a that's a great point because uh, the one of the benefits of being self published, especially with ebooks, is there's no harm in trying something. If it doesn't work, it can be changed. Yeah, it's going to take a little bit of effort to change the title and the book cover, but remember, the content can remain the same. All the hard work of creating, you know, once you know you have a valuable book, that can remain there. But this marketing stuff of what actually gets the book to sell, the title. The cover are the two big ones. Um, you know that stuff can can be experimented with, and it's not that big of a deal to change it and, and test it. So it's really a great time that we live in, where we have that luxury of being able to test things and see what works and see what doesn't work, as opposed to maybe back in the day if you had hundreds of books printed up and it didn't sell well. Well, now you're kind of stuck with that. That's super. One of the biggest mindset differences, and I, I look back at a lot of my success uh, in my business and kind of where it came from, and that is uh, that struggling authors and authors who fail, they often talk in terms of competition and how do I beat my competition or or do better. Now, I'm not saying there isn't a, a level of competition in book publishing, but I never really saw myself as having competitors. I saw myself as having potential companions. See, it's the other fitness, let's say, bloggers uh, and authors who actually help promote my book the most. So when I was launching um, my book, 50 Fitness Tips You Wish You Knew, I had other fitness people that were promoting my book that I was friends with. And I would, you know, if I liked their stuff, I would promote their stuff. Um, and so that relationship that we had in all businesses, there's this relationship component where people work together to help each other out. And so if I have a book uh, for authors, you know, Why Authors Fail or uh, Kindle Bestseller Secrets, it's the fellow authors who have, you know, Kindle, you know, publishers on their list or whatever, they'll promote my books, I'll promote their books. And if you think about it, many times people buy multiple books on a subject anyways. So it's not like I have to have the only fitness book or the only book for authors. We can all work together you know, one author work with another author, one expert work with another expert, and we can all sort of help each other out and provide value to, uh, you know, the readers. So this is creating what I call win, win, win situation. 
I win, the other expert wins, and the readers win. And so one way I actually did that mm-hmm. was in my book, 50 Fitness Tips You Wish You Knew, if you want like a practical example, mm-hmm. I reached out to some of the, the fitness bloggers uh, that I knew uh, and authors, and I said, I want to give you a chance. I really like your stuff. If you want to contribute like a bonus chapter or article to the end of my book. And obviously this book's going to be out in front of thousands of people. So that's a great opportunity for them to promote themselves. It's kind of like a guest blog post on the inside of a book. And so um, I was like, you know, you can take it from a newsletter, an article you already have, whatever. So I made it very easy for them. They contributed to my book. Now what happens here is my book gets more content and value inside of it. Um, they're likely to promote my book because promoting my book helps them, mm-hmm. right? So now I get this extra promotion from these people who have a much bigger following than I do uh, in health and fitness. So now my book's getting promoted. But by them promoting my book, they're getting their website or their products or whatever it is promoted because as more people buy my book, more people discover them. And the readers benefit because the readers get more value in the book that they read. So everyone is winning in this situation when people work together and they cooperate and they see each other as companions rather than competitors. Uh, so the, the, I think what you just even said is also a good launch strategy because if you're using multiple authors and they input in there, they help you spread whatever your content and together you mentioned is a win-win-win situation. Everyone wins. There's no, com- it's no competition. We are rather complementing each other and supporting. So if authors have that kind of mindset, I think most of the things boils down to the mindset of you, the author, what you want to reach and where you want to go with your content with your book too. Yeah, that's exactly right. And really this, the book, uh, Why Authors Fail, it's a very mindset heavy book. And meaning I do give practical examples like what I just said there and practical tips and resources, but it's not the same type of training you might find elsewhere on self-publishing. There's a lot of books out there on self-publishing and marketing tips and that, that's great. I can recommend a lot of that stuff. But what I saw missing in the marketplace was a book that really covers a lot of the mindset and the way of how to think about this stuff because I just gave an example of one thing I did to create a win-win win situation but when a person has the right mindset and they understand the principle you know authors out there can think of any number of strategies uh, to create these uh, winning situations and to help promote each other so I don't want people to be limited to my examples I want people to understand the concept so they can come up with their own ideas, their own methods, and something that's even better than anything that I could put out there. Wow, this, this is this is great too, because like you also look, it's, it's, it calls for a research work into all that too. There's an existing problem, how do you help solve it? So you research, find out what is in the system, and how you can even improve or make even yours better to still reach the market and still meet your needs. This has been great with you, Derek Dubka. Derek, um, where can one get access to the book and other resources? Because I have some of your books, great content, uh, becoming a bestseller, and other resources. So where can we connect with you and get this particular book, which is content-heavy, yeah, sure thing. You can find this book and all my other books on Amazon.com. So if a person goes to Amazon.com, uh, searches for Why Authors Fail, they can find it. They search for my author name. You can also find uh, my newsletter and content at ebook 
bestsellersecrets.com. Uh, so that'll be all one word, ebook bestsellersecrets.com. There's also a, uh, a shortcut to my book, which is ebook bestsellersecrets.com forward slash authors fail. So that will redirect a person to, uh, the Amazon page. Wow. So we'll look at the name is Derek, D-E-R-E-K-D-O-E-P-K-E-R. Then you get the book, Why Authors Fail. And I believe if you practice this after this, you're going to shoot up to a bestseller or your book is going to do so well. I would always want to ask again and again to you as a fitness coach and all that, give us one fitness tip before you go. Wow, I'm, I'm a big mindset uh, guy. So the, I'll give a tip uh, for fitness, but it also applies to kind of what I was talking about with authors and stuff too. Uh, one thing I run is accountability groups. People want to join my newsletter too for the fitness stuff is excuseproof.com. Um, but I run accountability groups where I help people find a good program for them, a nutrition plan. So, uh, one tip, uh, on that level is find something that's enjoyable for you. People get this idea that the only way to get in great shape is to, you know, maybe they got to go to the gym, uh, and lift weights or they got to run on a treadmill or they have to eat salads or whatever. And I say, Find what you enjoy. If a person would rather go hiking or um, take dance classes or they'd like to do a home workout uh, and that's more suitable for them, find what you enjoy. Don't get stuck in this idea that you have to find the best right program that someone else enjoys but you can't stand it because it's about making it a lifestyle uh, more than anything. So that's the first thing. And the second thing. Uh, that applies to everyone is get some sort of accountability. So I run Facebook groups that help people stay accountable, but a lot of times people either they want to get started and they don't, or they get started and they fall off the wagon. It never becomes a habit. And one of the best ways to make something a habit, uh, like a healthy lifestyle, is to find a friend or a couple friends that you can check in with each other and say, hey, did you do the workout? You know, no, I didn't. I missed it. Okay, well, what happened? How can we work on that? How can we prevent that from happening in the future? Uh, because if you think about it, a lot of people, if they have a job, let's say they'll work really hard if they have a boss to answer to or if they're depending on that job to pay their bills. But when it comes to our health and fitness, a lot of times we don't have someone or something keeping us on track. So it's about being proactive to to incorporate that so we can stick with it until it just becomes a part of a person's lifestyle. Well, so one, find something that you enjoy and two, find accountability partner. Great tips. For us. Thanks so much, Derek Dubka. Alright, and thank you so much, Bernard. Okay, great. And at this time, I want to recommend my two latest books on Amazon. That is The No Nonsense Guide to Personal Branding for Career Success. You could just Google the name Bennett Kelvin Clive or the title and also get a copy of the book if you want to become an author or you're writing a book or need some guidelines in publishing. Get a book Why Every Entrepreneur Must Write a Book. That is Why Every Entrepreneur must write a book, get a copy on Amazon today. The best is yours.